0: You're listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. Each week, we take a single episode of a science fiction TV series or movie and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. Welcome to the discussion. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I'm John. And tonight, we are looking at, not the last, but it is the last... Episode of The Man from Atlantis As uh, you may have heard last time we were talking about Man from Atlantis There were two episodes that were not done in our initial run And we are finishing that off tonight with Siren The second to last episode of the series but, But not the last episode But it is our last episode because we already did the last episode Clear as mud, at least clear as murky ocean water All right Episode synopsis. Mark Harris, the man from Atlantis, is patrolling some waters looking for something that has been sinking ships. He spies a female diver and follows her as she returns to her boat, the Ambergris. She is Amanda Trevelyan, and her father, awaiting her on the boat, is Hugh Trevelyan, the brilliant genius that knows more about the U.S. defenses than anyone. Mark doesn't know that, of course, as he only observes them momentarily from below the waves. He's searching for a ship killer, possibly in the form of a killer whale, and certainly not in the form of a submarine, which he completely misses. He reports back to Jenny on the Cetacean. Wait, who's Jenny? Jenny is Jenny Reynolds, who's filling in for Elizabeth in the role of the person that wrings her hands with worry while Mark is out (laughs) of sight of the ship, and who acts as the person who asks Mark, What's going on? And as the person who receives the inevitable reply of, I do not have time to explain. Aboard the submarine, Captain Stringer, an old school pirate with a bandana, is plundering unsuspecting boats with his warship designed to sneak up and destroy ships. But he's not a conventional submarine pirate. Oh no! Captain Stringer has captured a mermaid, a uh, siren aboard, his ship. He forces her to sing and then using an underwater speaker, cranks her song up to 11, disabling the crews and inducing mental breakdowns. He attacks the Ambergris to capture Trevelyan, but his attack also disables the Cetacean and knocks Mark out. Mark recognized the song and has an idea of what it might be. Jenny pooh-poohs the idea because it's a myth. She says this with a straight face to a man who breathes water. He (laughs) finds the Ambergris addressed with a crazed Amanda aboard, and he takes her to the hospital. She will die unless something is done. And later, Mark cures her by singing to her. That night, Mark finds the submarine sheltering and breaks in, singing to the siren to assure her. He is captured, attempting to rescue Trevelyan but uses his super Atlantean powers to play dead and escapes with Trevelyan. The Cetacean, damaged again, rests on the bottom. Now, Stringer tries to depth charge them. Mark goes outside the Cetacean and operates the emergency controls on the outside of the ship to reactivate everything. Mark goes to Stringer's sub and bends the loudspeaker back towards itself. He then calls Stringer and offers him a deal. Let us go and we'll let you go. Although. We will call the na- Navy. Sound fair? Sure, says Stringer. You have my word of honor. Mark orders the cetacean to leave, and when Stringer goes back on his word, he blasts his own ship with a crippling siren song. Mark rescues the siren and leaves her on some rocks. The end. Okay. Well, I mean, the first thing I want to say, uh, before we, I ask you how great you thought this episode was, yeah. was, you, you. I'm sure we said this last time, I'll probably say it every time that Man from Atlantis is ever mentioned ever again in the rest of my life. That episode 11 of Man from Atlantis, The Imp, is the worst (laughs) thing I have ever seen in my life. Bar none. And and trust me, I'm giving it some run for my money on something else we're watching here for the show. But no, nothing, (laughs) nothing is worse than The Imp. But this is the episode that immediately follows The Imp. And yeah. I think it's very interesting to notice that Elizabeth is gone, 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 gone from the credits, gone from existence. One mention that she's on the phone back in Washington. Uh, I can't help thinking that after filming that episode, she just walked out.
1: Yeah, I think she punched out early. But you know I, what? This isn't worth it. I've got a career to think of.
0: Uh, yes, I want to have a career to think of. Yeah. Um, Oof. I, I, and, and I have not been able to find anything anywhere that says how she left and under what conditions. Hmm. Nothing. I, 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 it's, it's such a weird departure point that I don't know, unless, unless maybe she got sick or pregnant or something and managed to exercise a, a clause. It just, it's weird that they just even pulled her from the credits though. That's, Hmm. that's almost, um, you know that's almost one of those retaliatory moves yeah you know almost. it's like oh uh, all right off the credits too. you get no money at all kind of thing yeah but she is gone
1: um can't say i blame her oh Cannot yeah not say I, I blame her i think i would have exited stage left too at this point Holy if cow. humanly
0: possible if humanly possible <laughs> and uh and jenny reynolds is here Hmm. As her replacement. Sort her, of. Uh,
1: her IMDb says that she's got two other gigs in 1978. Something called Blackout and something called Sword of Justice TV series. So. Oh my
0: gosh! Sword of Justice! Yeah, I've never it's heard rapier. of that. It's Rapier. The spade is a Sword of Justice. It's Rapier marks the end. It's, um... <laughs> oh, I, I love that show. It was terrible, but I loved wow. it. Wow. Because it's basically, it's a rip-off of The Saint. Oh. uh with with some variations this guy who i should know the name of the star but i can't think of it right now uh is a rich millionaire or something and he gets falsely accused of crime and he's put in jail Dak and while he's in Dak Rambo yes of course i oh, knew my. it was a name that was it's a memorable name i <laughs> never heard of it but boy that's never memorable. heard of Dak Rambo Okay, about it now he was a star of Sort of justice for crying out loud! <laughs> oh, well, of course. <laughs> like, How could I forget that forget something I've
1: just learned about three seconds ago?
0: And he, he was put in jail, and while he was in jail, he he learned all about the art of being a criminal because that's what jail does to you. Mm. And uh, hmm. and he picked up a sidekick named Hector, I think, uh, who was a stereotypical uh, uh, Mexican criminal. And when he got out, he went on a cramp page of justice crimes. <laughs> That was what he would do. He would find people that would could get off, and he would set them up, and then he would bring them down at the end, leaving a card, the ace of spades hmm. uh, behind with the with the words written on it. The ace is a spade The spade is a sword of justice. its rapier marks the end. Pretty good, considering I've only seen that show once on its original airing when I was a child in the seventies. That's I amazing. remember it. I I, And terrifying
1: at the same time.
0: It is. It is. It is. Wow. I don't remember there being
1: a woman in it, though. So I, just, I'm just actually I'm looking at the IMDb, and I don't see her uh, listed in here.
0: Maybe it's just a guest star on one of the four episodes before they oh, canceled it. Julie
1: <laughs> one episode, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are one episode. I, hmm, I, I think there are ten that, episodes of it. I, I
0: think – I think uh, the star and Hector were the only two, and I'm, uh, I yeah. swear it's Hector, but I could be wrong. It is. It's um, it.
1: Hector Ramirez.
0: H- see? Yep. <laughs> you would know the actor, too, if you saw him. He was always was that character.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah I, I recognize him. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's that was guy. He's in Remington Steel, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair
0: enough. Probably played the exact same character. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. 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 With a different name. Kept the lights Victor on. Ramirez. <laughs> or... Hector Sanchez. Hector Sanchez. Could be. Could be. Uh, what would you think of the episode, John? Was it fantastic? Was it all you dreamed man from Atlantis would be from your childhood?
1: In my notes, the first lines are the pain, make oh. it stop. Oh, the pain. Yeah. Um, the pain. Uh, you know, when you think of your past, it's always through rose-tinted glasses and these are probably the most tinted memories I could ever have of Man from Atlantis, and uh, I, frankly, you know, I'm I'm glad I don't remember the bad. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the submarine mostly, yeah. and that's about it. And I'm yeah, I'm happy this, with this that.
0: This is a show that definitely was was not a good show. It's not a yeah. good show, um, uh, and boy, then I think. It, it,
1: it had potential there for a while, but then somebody did something horrible to it, and it all went away. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really
0: took a dive south. It, oh, it took a yeah, dive into but, water too deep and got the bends and
1: died. <laughs> I think so. I think so. It's like somebody was looking at the scripts and just, I I, I don't know. They They had... Maybe maybe yes. they tried having a computer write them, and it was the 70s, and they didn't have computers that could do that. Yeah, I but they didn't have
0: computers that you could punch in the current and oh. the angle of rotation and some it was other weight. stuff and figure out. Like, Either mm-hmm. way, mass, yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought that I, I made a note about that. It's like, great computer algorithm you got punching in there. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Funny that they have that on hand. Does it happen often? Does Mark just float off once in a while? Well, I suppose
0: that if it's a generic routine, that they might use it for trying to track missing things.
1: No, I think it's just for Mark. Yeah. I think, I think he think. just kind of takes a nap and drifts off with the current thing.
0: Oh, where did he go now? Uh, he's Damn sleeping it. again.
1: Can't he find his own way
0: back home?
1: Come I on. I know. And, and when he's incapacitated, why does he float to the surface? Yeah, I know. Why did he water. Crawl?
0: He breathes water. When he gets to the top and he's kind of struggling badly, what does he do? I, Instead of going down, he goes up and climbs I, onto I, the rocks. Mm, brain hurts. Make it stop. <laughs> I think we can. I think we can make the brain hurt some more. <laughs> oh, so let's. Uh, <laughs> I'm remembering more of the episode. Yeah. <sighs> so the opening sequence where Amanda uh, climbs up on board the ship, right? So Lorette Sprang, yeah, uh, Cassiopeia <clears throat> from uh, Battlestar Galactica, and and I, I did and not more famously, her
1: without her her colonial uh, costume.
0: And more famously, one of the Seven Lady Truckers from BJ and the Bear. <laughs> Oh, really? Holy cow. Oh,
1: yeah, she was. Oh, uh, series
0: I haven't thought of in a long time. I know. Why isn't that out on TV? Oh, It probably is. Never mind. It probably is,
1: yeah. Don't ask I, I, for those things. I want
0: Sheriff Lobo more.
1: Oh, ow. Oh, <laughs> mm. I uh, loved Sheriff Lobo. That was a family favorite when I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Oh, those were the days.
0: Anyway, um, so she climbs up on board the ship. I don't know how you felt about this, but when I'm watching the scene, I felt I, I, my skin was crawling. I thought for all the world that this was, uh, you know, like a twenty-year-old girl uh, and her fifty-year-old
1: sugar yeah. daddy.
0: Oh, it, exactly it what me I was thinking. So
1: much. It's like oh, they're related.
0: Oh, oh my! I have I have thank goodness here. Oh, she's a dog. <laughs> Otherwise. Otherwise, I was uh, this was really not only was it really bugging me when she gets when she gets up on the ship and he's like, oh, you know, I love being under the water. I could, I can wrestle Moby Dick, and I thought, please tell me that is not the creepiest metaphor oh for sex ever. Uh, you yeah, filthy perv. It was the seventies after all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my!
0: And then when she goes, oh, my daughter, I'm like, oh, okay, okay, it's fine. that kind of family. It's, okay, great. It's, Okay, what I was taking for sexual innuendo was just was not, and what I was taking, you know, the chemistry between them is just bad casting. Not, yeah, <laughs> not, not, not. Uh, he just does not. Well, first off, uh, Roger Corby from What Are Little Girls Made Of <laughs> yeah. does not ever come off as anything but a bad guy, right? I mean, everything I've ever yeah. seen him in, he's got that sort of, you know, he's not quite mustache twirling, but. You, you think he's kind of seedy. And so, and, and you know, okay, let's go there. What's with the
1: cigars in this episode? I don't know. Maybe they were trying to sell them or something like that. They're trying to promote I, smoking. I don't
0: know. I mean, the, the, the pirate smoking a cigar, okay, fine. It's the 70s. And, and you know, this is before cigars were poser smokes. This is when they were low they blue, color, it, no. you know, oh, yeah, blue collar, you know, blue collar stuff. It's chomping a stogie. So It's what
1: Archie Bunker had.
0: Well, and he's about as blue collar as it gets. Yep. Right? And and so this guy up there on the deck with the, immediately put me in the mind of, like, this guy is uh, is shady, frankly. Mm-hmm. And so that, that didn't help. That didn't help. It's like, gee, guy, take the damn cigar out of your mouth before you help this woman on the boat before you stick it in her face. For <laughs> You know?
1: Yeah. It's like, yeah, here, let me help you out?" here, girl.
0: Okay, uh, strange. Um. Anyway, so I think that probably threw it off too. It, it just this is not Mister Super Brilliant Genius Military Navy Defense Guy. This is somebody who's probably a crook. When I start watching this show, yeah,
1: I thought mafia myself, but
0: yeah, see, mafia would be the other good example of a. a cigars yeah exactly uh, in that in that era. Exactly. so it, it was it was um yeah it's just weird it was it was just weird let's see we'll just go through my highlight notes and uh, and take a look at so the, the 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 beam the the sound thing that they're yeah. using why is it that when he was attacking the ambergris mm-hmm. and it was causing the Ambergris to go wacky doodles or the people right. on board it to go wacky doodles. And it was causing Mark to go wacky doodles. And not only was it causing the cetacean to go wacky doodles, but it also appear to have a blue beam fired out at the cetacean. Did you notice that? Yeah. I saw that twice in the episode. Yeah. It's like I don't remember that from any other episodes, like it was stock footage, but I have a feeling this one was done on the cheap.
1: Uh, well, I mean, they would have thing. had to have done that shot in special effects. So that would have cost them money.
0: Wouldn't it have been easier just not to do that? Yeah, yeah. Because the cetacean was.
1: But, you know. I'm going to guess that they wanted to have some sort of a uh, 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 rationale behind why the citation was being attacked.
0: But it wasn't. And that's the whole right, point. Right. It was, yeah. Why? Why was the beam pointing at the cetacean and not at the ambergris? Right. Piece? And
1: so I would guess that whoever was editing it together. Uh, they had the one shot of the two ships for the two boats and uh just use that again, you know, and said, Oh, ah, you know, special effects be damned. It's already been printed. We're going to use yeah. it.
0: Yeah, use that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And.
1: <laughs> like, okay. A lot of times I just think that the people who are shooting these things back in the 70s were just phoning it in. Could we're be. We're just doing it for money. That's it. Don't care. Uh,
0: I, no- I noticed, speaking of money. craft. I noticed that there was a lot, and I don't remember any now I could be wrong because it's been a long time since I watched him, but I don't remember any situations where mark talking underwater was done on green screen until this episode.
1: yeah, I thought that was kind of odd i
0: he he's always been underwater, and they've and I know from hearing interviews with him they would put him underwater he would force all the air out of his mouth and then he would mouth the lines right. while actually underwater and
1: then i hope he got paid a lot for this he did not oh the poor guy he did not.
0: i i just read an interview with him because i was still trying to figure out what happened to belinda J. montgomery and they apparently had some sort of screening of an episode and there was uh, somebody there acting as we'll call it a reporter but a blogger. And they gave a report on it and not a word in their report on anything that Belinda J. Montgomery said. But some of the things that, that you know, Patrick Duffy said about he he's embarrassed by it, but he didn't know any better. And, uh, you know, and I wasn't getting paid much and I was getting eye infections because those contacts were painted with airplane paint. Ooh, ouch. Yeah, so... He, wow. <laughs> So he tried to get as few scenes with those in as possible. I actually have a
1: note about that. Uh, The uh, sunglasses he wears, they're tinted at the top and grade 8 to clear at the bottom, almost clear. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a couple shots where you can clearly see he is not wearing his green contacts behind there. Yeah. And there's at least one shot of him on the citation talking, and you can see his true color of his eyes. Yeah. Yeah, so I totally understand that. Sure, I mean it's it's yeah, and,
0: and yeah. as you said, he was he was getting paid a a terribly small quantity yeah. uh, of money for the thing. Of course, everybody says that, but still, it, it, I'm sure it wasn't much. <laughs> yeah. I think he was he was a carpenter when he got this job.
1: Oh, oh wow,
0: yeah, he was trying to break into acting. So uh, it was, a, and also uh, in that uh, interview, he also said something that confirmed a question that I had. The shots in this episode of swimming was mm-hmm. his stunt double really didn't you notice the hair was all wrong? It was eh. way too long huh in this i mean obviously there's lots of shots where it really is him because it's face shot, but in this one it seemed like pretty much all the shots of of power swimming was his stunt mm-hmm. double Oh, and, okay, and just looked wrong um so apparently that wasn't easy to do
1: yeah. now i've heard that that uh that swimming stroke, whatever you would call it, is difficult to do. The spastic fish, yeah, yeah, modified <laughs> breaststroke or something like. That. I forget what it's called. You swim like a a dolphin, yeah. Undulate mm. your entire body, Ugh.
0: yeah. A couple of things come out in this this episode that I don't know that it has ever occurred to me before. But first, Mark goes aboard the amb- aboard the ambergris, and the girl mm-hmm. is I don't know, psychotic, freaking out freaking out she seems like she's coherent enough to try to escape and hide yeah but at the same time she's obviously a gibbering idiot who is catatonic nonetheless she's still capable of swimming back to the cetacean in her scuba gear
1: yeah kind of being dragged by mark if i remember right
0: yeah but she was she was swimming back to the cetacean yeah and you know i thought well she can't be that bad then can she? But no, no, no. In the next scene, she's in the hospital, and she is going to die.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, totally because she's moving a, in. A basket case. Yeah, that's a thing. Does the cetacean <laughs> not surface? Uh, that's in my notes. Can the cetacean surface? This is, I, this is the question I was getting at.
0: I, I In this episode, it feels like it is not possible for it to come to the surface.
1: How does the crew board?
0: They get on board that, that underwater dock thing at the cetacean institute. Remember, it's in a cave. Well, I mean, that's... We saw it last week. Uh, right. Well, yeah, last time we did it. That's that's the only way we've seen them get on board the Cetacean.
1: Well, what I'm saying is there's a door in the mast of the submarine, so they can enter it from the top part of the boat. There is? Why would it think so, yeah. Well, you would
0: think so, but we have not seen that. The Cetacean does not have a coning tower, as far as I can tell. It does not have a periscope, as far as I can tell. And it always docks underwater, plus they couldn't bring the thing up to rescue Trevelyan or to try to you know we've got to survive this. They can't think of blowing ballast to get to the surface where they could get air no they they don't do anything like that. they just you know i've I've rescued this girl, she needs medical care. Could you surface and I'll bring her over right
1: no. right actually that shows up twice in this episode right and with, I have a note in, in with you know later on information. Of you know who the hell designed this thing, Schubert. But <laughs> yeah, but and he's an evil genius, which it yeah. shows. Uh... It does which, have a conning which... tower. It does have, it does a, have a, a mast. Is that... Yeah, okay. that's what the periscope is. There seems to be a hatch on it, and that gets back to the whole. They're actually using Sherbert, uh, Schubert's uh, Sherbert, Schubert uh, Schubert his and... his submersible.
0: Yeah, yeah. So weird. Just just kind of weird that that
1: it doesn't surface. I mean, obviously, that would cost money because you need to have a have to have a floating set of the submarine yeah. of some form. Ugh.
0: Well, you would, you know, you wouldn't even need to do that. They could just bring the model to the surface of the water, and then, you know, the next shot is Mark and them climbing down the ladder that isn't there. But you know, they could yeah. put a ladder there and it's like, <clears throat> oh, thank you for picking us up. And you can submerge again. But yeah, I don't think in any of these episodes we've seen any evidence that. That the cetacean has ever been to the surface of the, of the water, which is just kind of weird. But yeah, no kidding.
1: That's unfortunate.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's nice of them to put control panels oh, for emergency God. services uh, yeah. on the outside. Who behind right sealed mind, panels?
1: Who in their right mind puts crucial damage control equipment on the exterior of a vessel? What
0: the heck? And it's not. It's on the exterior of the vessel behind a sealed
1: uh, Well, Well, you don't container. want fish to get into it or seaweed. Jeez. <laughs> <or>, <laughs> Come on. Think about it. <laughs> <What are> you, <laughs> I mean, somebody might be able to get to it.
0: Yeah, good point. Somebody might be able to use the damn thing in an emergency. <laughs> I
1: was, Man. It's not very often you see such a, uh, you know a horrible uh, uh, attempt at, at generating stress and, and, uh, and, and chaos and in a show by putting something like that in there. It's like, oh, here man, is what
0: could have solved this problem. Mark goes out, he rips the panel off, and then he uses like a screwdriver and some wire cutters or something to bypass something. You know, because the control circuits are out. So he's like, oh, bypass the control circuits. The power is back on. Anything like that. But he takes it back and it's got buttons and stuff.
1: He turns a freaking knob and everything yeah. comes back on. It's like, oh, okay. It's, so it's you the put turn, the master circuit breaker on the outside of the boat. Hmm. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, we had set it on two when we left the bay, but with, with everything out, let's put it up to four.
1: Uh, yeah, who would have thought we'd actually have to use that? Oh, gee, an emergency? <laughs> who plans for those things? Uh, <laughs> wow. <it> was-
0: <laughs> Man. And that's why this episode is, in my opinion, much better than The Imp, because this one I can laugh about and have fun with. The Imp was just so
1: bad. <laughs> oh, The Imp was like, oh, please just show close-ups of the mini golf. That's all I want to watch. That's you know, much more interesting the rest of the episode. And I'm going to turn the volume down. Yeah. So- <laughs> also, great bits of dialogue in this episode. Oh, by the, the uh, Stringer, who I'm not quite sure if he was... Was, was he... On drugs, or was he supposed to be playing somebody who's who, that English wasn't his native language, or I'm not sure what. I don't know. It's like yeah. it's a bit
0: narcotic almost. I don't know. No, I was thinking of the guy working the airlock. Oh, right? So oxygen there, level, you wanted what you wanted, like, or Oxygen? Was?
1: Oxygen? As requested. It's like, oh, yes. <laughs> 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 mm, what? what are we going to put in the airlock today? Hmm. <laughs> I think um, argon. <laughs> I, I We're going to go with argon today. Argon. Yesterday, we went with uh, sodium hy- uh, uh, hexafluoride, <laughs> and we had a great time with that. And, and tomorrow, we got a schedule for xenon. Uh, yeah.
0: That was a great Oxygen. one. And there, was, there was another one. There was another one. What did she say? Oh, yeah. So, they're, they're in the airlock with Trevelyan, and yeah. she says to him, careful, we don't know what condition he's in. Well, what the heck is he doing with that airlock? <laughs> We don't know what condition he's in. Don't give him oxygen
1: too soon. <laughs> I know. He might combust. He could have been turned into <laughs> pure sodium. We don't know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, that was that was brilliant. Oh, <laughs> man. So I had fun
0: with it. Why See, this wasn't
1: this was... series renewed? I, I wow. don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I think it's because they didn't market it as a comedy. And so... Um, <laughs>
1: Much like when uh, they sh- they looked at the dailies for the, the movie Flash Gordon, and uh, the director decided, hmm, maybe we should-, we should make this into a comedy. Everybody's yeah. laughing when they shouldn't be. Yeah, hmm. All right. yeah
0: let's do that. <laughs> Another thing about the siren song. Oh, uh, yeah. How is this? What? Huh? Why uh, is it that some people, it makes some people tell the truth. Other people, it makes psychotic and die. Still others fall asleep. And it also blows up electronics on submarines, but apparently not on ships.
1: Right, it causes them to writhe in agony, but yet later they say that they were feeling very serene and floating, like they could s- float forever.
0: Well, there was there was I, that what, and later on they were all kind of all trippy on the bridge. Yeah, like, I mean, maybe oh, that's man, man. the
1: deal with the the head pirate dude. He's I, listening to it like in headphones when he sleeps. Yeah. You know, maybe low quantities of it makes you, you know, like you're on... Early form of ASMR. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Could be, could be. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, the girl who is subjected to this attack is going to die from it. Mm-hmm. She's so bad off, but Dad seems fine. He was I, subjected to the same attack.
1: Yeah, he's just complaining about his, his, he can't walk very well, he can't use his... Yeah, it's affected my
0: motor control somehow, yeah. yeah.
1: I don't know. So much in this movie is speaking of the dad. Yes, speaking of the dad, when he
0: pulls her out of the water at the beginning of the, doesn't he give a little monologue about how much he loves diving? Isn't that what didn't he? Yes, he did. That was his whole thing. Oh, I love the serene. and love the thing. And I feel like oh, I can man. wrestle Moby Dick. And then at the end of the episode, he's like, I can't swim.
1: What, yeah. What the hell? <laughs> how many people worked on this script? And more to the point, how many people read all of it? Yeah. I do. <laughs> you take page one. I'll do page two. All right. We're going to work this out like a, you know, like a, a spy ring. So you guys don't talk to these people. I was thinking of writing exercise.
0: I was thinking of those writing exercises that they give a group of people. <laughs> like, you write page one and then you give it to the next person and then they pick up from where yeah. you left off and write their own. And by the time we have 30 people, we need 30 pages. Oh, wait, no, it's it's probably a 48 page yep. script. Yeah. It be? Yeah, yeah. We have 48 writers and we just ring it around until we come back to the end. And, well, probably. Uh, yeah. Yep. How do we not bring the sub to the surface? I know. Let's use. Uh, a pack that they call a emergency airlock access thing. (laughs) Is there something like that?
1: In the old days, we'd call that surfacing and opening the hatch, but we're going to make them use this, uh, you know, scuba gear. So,
0: (laughs) because he can't swim and it puts drama, but it didn't Mm. really add drama. And in fact, didn't they take him out of the airlock? And that was the last we saw of him.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. Well, and then there was that big jump between that and the siren being left on the rock. Yes, there was, there was, like, was okay, that. Okay, maybe the tail would fall apart in the water. Okay,
0: fine. Yeah, that is a weird place to leave a, a sea creature, but there you go. I, I guess sirens still... I think this is another problem with this. I've never heard of a siren being cast as a mermaid.
1: Well... Uh, I didn't actually look up any mythology on on what sirens are supposed to look like. Um, for well, some they reason, sit on I the rocks and they lure like a, people to death. Yeah, yeah, I thought they were supposed to look like just you know, beautiful women.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not and that's what
1: Jason and Argonauts taught us, young right? Young children, yeah
0: in in fish gear. Um, yeah it it was it was strange. Um, it was strange. I also liked uh, the scene showing you how to keep your money down. Mm-hmm. The captain walks into the sub, or the captain, the Stringer, walks through the sub. He walks up to the sonar operator, and he says, Company, you said, or we've got company, you said. And then he, and the guy points, or he points at the sonar screen. The guy never speaks a line, right? It's, oh, it's yeah. Mr. Extra doesn't get to say anything, so we don't have to pay him. But No I think SAG that's probably, card for you. That's probably the best use of that. So we've got company, you told me
1: earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good point.
0: Uh, And I cannot recognize where that Captain Stringer is from, but I have seen that guy before many times. Obviously is the bad guy, but... Yeah, Neville Brand. You see, that's a famous name. But I can't pin Neville Brand on anything specific. But I've seen the guy a million times. I guess that makes him famous. I don't know. Yeah. But
1: His IMDB has all sorts of stuff like he was in the Birdman of Alcatraz, he was in the nineteen fifty nine Untouchables uh T V series, um uh, seventeen. You know, all sorts of stuff like that. A lot of uh you know and westerns and stuff like that, kind of bad guy guy, you know. Yeah. Really? Yeah. With a look uh, like that? I'm thinking exactly. he'd be the good guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's even a quote from him saying that you know, with with a kisser like with this kisser, I knew early in the game I wasn't going to make the world forget Clark Gable. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) there you go.
0: Uh, You know, you've got your niche and you stick with it, and that's exactly
1: it works. I mean, look at Lee Van Cleef. Well (laughs) for him,
0: works works for some of them. That's right. Um, Also, in the lines, I love Jenny says to the uh, the the. The, let's call him the pilot. Can't you keep it steady?
1: And he turns and says, oh. Oh. without power? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I have a note uh-huh. in here. Helm is a snippy little cuss. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: he is. But a few minutes later, uh, uh, Mark tells him to do something like, I forgot what it was. I didn't write it down. But they, uh- they haven't fixed anything yet. But it's like... Uh, Engines at Standard
1: or something like that. Yeah, it was. And uh, Mark was telling him to, uh, to leave, I think.
0: No, no, no. There was a scene where he was telling him to continue doing whatever it is they are doing with the engines or something oh, like that. Okay. And he says, okay. And I'm thinking, you have no power. You just were snarky about the fact that you have no power. What exactly is it that you're going to continue to do? To Mark, he goes, aye, aye, sir. But to Jenny, he's like, sure. <laughs> you're just the replacement
1: (laughs) yeah and who's actually in command on that that bridge uh mark Uh, okay and who's second in command
0: elizabeth and in failing that i don't know because Jenny sure didn't seem like she was she came on board as science officer reynolds yeah and i'm like was that what elizabeth was i mean she was a scientist and and mm-hmm. Mr. Spock is science officer and everyone knows that on a ship like that, science officer is the number two man. Of so I do not I d I don't I don't know. I don't know. It didn't feel like she was top dog after Mark. Correct. But then it didn't feel like anybody was top dog. Right. It was just the Mark.
1: org charts flat at that point.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was a drift. It was. And and I will say, for people who did not listen to deadly carnival back in 2015 or whenever it was that we did
1: why didn't you (laughs) yeah why didn't you listen to that um
0: (laughs) there was no uh i don't think the cetacean was in it at all i I don't even think i don't even think cj was in it cw CW. maybe on the phone he might have been on the phone i mean it was completely basically land based as i recall or Hmm. or Damn, close to land base for a show about a guy who breathes underwater. But, I mean, it was, it was very different. There was, it, was, it was very strange. It was a very strange episode, the way it was structured. Which episode is that? That is 13, Deadly Carnival, the mm. final episode of the series. Oh, I so one episode we have Elizabeth, and it's absolutely abysmal. The next episode, she's out of the credits, and there's somebody else on the submarine. And in the next episode, she's still out of the credits, and there
1: isn't even a submarine. Uh, it's, it's I think like, they Whoa. lost their lease on the set. Maybe. Well, it's we like, tore oh, it down. Gotta we give this up.
0: Down. So let's just get Billy Barty in here uh, as a midget to be playing <coughs> at a carnival, and let's go. I suppose they could <laughs> they could bill him as a giant, but
1: uh, well, world's smallest they giant.
0: Had, they had him, and they had uh, that guy that has the the okay really bad facial skin, uh, who played like yeah. a bad guy. In everything, Edward J. almost no. no, 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 no. Before him. Uh Always was... Uh, Buck Rogers. He was in the plot to kill a city. He was the guy, the tall guy who had to wear the mask because his face was oh, all... Really, um... You, you know who I uh, am.
1: Yes. Can't remember his name. But you've seen him. Anyway, oh, that's yeah. a
0: different episode that we're not even talking about. But what the heck. We're, like, it's... We could go back to spade of justice. Sword of justice. I mm, there we uh, <laughs> and my final question anyway yes. why are the actors who play the crew of the cetacean after the people who clean the freaking toilets in the credits
1: oh really i didn't stick around they that long. are
0: <laughs> they are last they're after sets props foley sound union boss caterer everything Wow. And then right at the end, the crew of the cetacean. Oh,
1: that's weird. It was weird. I and thought you there were stay- certain rules and protocols that were to be adhered with credits on television programs. I
0: thought so, too. Unions but- have to
1: agree to those things, you know. Huh.
0: Uh, it, it was weird. But, but I weird. cannot believe. I, for one, cannot believe you didn't stick around to the end credits because here's why. <laughs> Do you know what the best thing about these Man from
1: Atlantis DVDs is? Uh, the FBI warning at the very end? The music. Oh, no. That's not the best part. I like the theme from the really? Man from Atlantis. Yes, oh, I do. I have always so use it so much Well, admittedly. <clears throat>
0: admittedly. But, you know, when you're watching them the way we did the first time through... You know, you're listening to the advances for CPO Sharky and what's next on <laughs> NBC, and you know oh later tonight on NBC. Oh, that's
1: really- right! You watched them off from YouTube, didn't you? Yes, yes. Oh yes. man! So to actually get the to
0: to, to get the full. Uh, Frank Carlin, I believe,'s music on that. At the end, it's like, oh, this, oh, this is the best part of the show. I don't have to, I don't have to listen to them talk. And I don't have to watch their <laughs> silly no stuff. Line. And I can just sort of, I can just sort of listen to the music. And then there we go. <laughs> I'm going to layer the music over the top of this while we're, while we're running out on this one because of, I, I like it so much. Anyway. You know,
1: <laughs> you know I, I know it's not similar, but for some weird reason, every time I hear the theme, I think of the series *In Search of*. I don't know why.
0: Um, similar instrumentation. Is that it? That twang, twang. That 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 electronic whatever it is. It may be the same. Hmm. It may be. It, I mean, it's not in the same key, but uh, or yeah, or uh, st- uh, tempo. But it might be a. It might be the same instrument. I'm not sure what that instrument is. I don't know if it's an early synth or it's. One of those freaky machines that sounds like an early synth.
1: Uh, it could be a guitar effect. I'm not sure. I'll yeah. have to listen to it a little bit closer.
0: Yeah. So it, it's I don't know. Anyway. So uh, did you?
1: Do you ever figure out what the numbers on the bridge of the sub are? In this episode, it was forty-two seventy-nine. Numbers. Yeah, the on last the bridge one was like sixteen oh two or something like that. They're very large I, white numbers on black that. Yeah, I, don't... I
0: do recall seeing some large numbers, but I did not make note of those numbers. And I doff my hat. If I were wearing a hat, I'm wearing headphones. I doff my headphones to you for that piece of nerdery, <laughs> sir. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what I pick
1: up on on these things. I, I salute. Can't tell you anything about <laughs> the plot, but boy, if there's a microphone stand and in shot or something like that like on uh on on the boat the ambergris when they were being yeah. hit by the uh, the sonic attack mm-hmm. on the upper left hand corner of the screen you can see part of probably the leg of somebody holding a light or something like that or a reflector <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah yeah well i yep
0: <laughs> listeners You've just watched Man from Atlantis all the episodes, as I'm sure you did, to mm-hmm. go back and hang on. Keep an eye on those numbers. Let us know what they mean. Yeah. Is Let that us a know. Secret Figure code?
1: It, it could be. Production it's, number information? Is somebody like sending a message saying Please Belinda help us? J. Montgomery
0: is sending a message, <laughs> help me? Help me. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> Get would me be hilarious. Here. <laughs>
1: Imagine getting an email email when this goes out, saying, Yes, you finally figured it out from her. <laughs>
0: I've been listening to your podcast eagerly, waiting for you to finish the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> me and, now Patrick, I can stop me and listening. Patrick applaud you.
0: <laughs> uh, I, You know, it's strange, but sometimes you watch a show and you just you, you heap contempt upon the actors who are in it. It's so bad, and for some reason you just think... Why the heck did you do this? But for some reason, I don't know, maybe it's because, for that matter, both Patrick Duffy and Belinda J. Montgomery are so darn likable. Oh, There's yeah. There's something about those two. They're such, they're just likable. You just see them and you go, I like this person. And and I watch this and I'm like, I feel sorry for them. They're trapped in this, but I'm rooting for them to get out and go get a job on Dallas or something.
1: Yeah, Knight's Landing or <laughs> something like that. Or Sword of Justice.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> Yeah, like, well, not so much about Jenny. I, I didn't lie. I didn't take to her, but
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, I you know uh, all throughout the episodes I've watched, which you know, admittedly have only been three so far. Oh no, count the plots. I've seen the, what, five movies, or pilots. so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Patrick Duffy does a fine job of being a an alien guy who lives under the water. Uh, no emotions and uh, yeah, no, yeah it's, bang it's, up job. You know him. Him not. Uh, Telling people what's going on or what he's doing, you know, it just completely works that whole that whole idea of you know you're thinking along completely non-human lines. You know, it's like watching a Vulcan. Yeah, yeah, but he swims.
0: But he swims, which you know makes him better.
1: And he can't do the Vulcan salute. He's got webbed hands, not pointed ears.
0: You know, because if he did the Vulcan salute with webbed hands, it wouldn't be the Vulcan salute.
1: It'd look weird. And why didn't the siren have webbed hands? Oh well.
0: Because she because she has a tail flippy thing. Why doesn't Patrick? Why doesn't the man from Atlantis have webbed toes? Maybe he does. We just don't know. You would think they would they would show it that once. Yeah, it's expensive. you know just to show. Well, like in the pilot, because they spend more money on the pilot. Oh, good, good point. Movie, I should yeah. say. Like, look at this. He's got and then he's got these flippy finger thing or webby things on his toes. And uh,
1: well, then you know they'd always have him wearing clown shoes. <laughs> and that'd get awkward if he had to run anywhere. So, uh, yeah. He'd have to run yeah. backwards really fast. <laughs> but if he had eyes like a flounder, then he'd have no problems. Wait, Good no. point. Hmm. Good point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Have you got anything else on this? Um,
1: nothing positive. Positive Uh positive negative, see. it just matters. <laughs> okay. Um, don't know who's in charge. Or the charge. whole series floating stuff fishtail oh i like the uh glowing thing that the siren was holding the blinky sponge i like that i thought that was clever yeah we,
0: i mean we don't get much uh we don't get much out of that except it's her pet
1: yeah i guess yeah. yeah exactly we don't know
0: yeah you really don't get a whole lot of uh uh about the siren in this episode
1: yeah which is unfortunate i think they're you know, it'd be interesting to find out the backstory because if you notice on the crate that she was stuck in, the wooden box with no top, uh it had strange markings on it, you know, big spray painted symbols. What them I looked like notice. Japanese, but it was upside down and kind of misshaped. But yeah.
0: Yeah, it was some foreign you know, they've been they've been banging around the oceans of the world and pick up crates all over the place. Apparently. Yeah. Well, she couldn't get out because she hasn't got legs. Oh,
1: exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was stuck in there, definitely. Did they have to And now miss she's her? stuck on
0: the show. Hmm?
1: Did they have, they to, have to mist open... her to keep her moist or anything like that?
0: You think? You'd think. You'd think she'd be in a pool of water or something. Hmm? That they'd have to keep her in in, in liquid. But yeah, there just probably isn't a whole lot of logic to that thing. Because, I mean, she didn't have a toilet to go to either. So. Good point.
1: Good point oh and at the end uh between uh the bit when he brings the uh the military mastermind into the the citation and then the next shot you see him putting the uh, siren on the rock, so are we to imply that Mark scuttled the sub or well
0: they scuttled it themselves I mean well, they didn't scuttle it, but i mean they 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 incapacitated the sub
1: right right they themselves. they were they were all unconscious and stuff, so what did mark just leave them there? Uh, Did he revive them and take them to the authorities? Did he tell the Navy where they were? I'd like some closure on this part.
0: I I feel like what he did uh, is that he went up to the conning tower, opened the hatch, flooded the sub, swam (laughs) in, rescued the siren, came out, then reported the location of the sub to the Navy.
1: Well, it is a logical thing to do. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, he's an alien. Not for (laughs) around these parts. I gave them. A, I
0: gave them a fair warning. There <laughs>
1: you go. <laughs> you, na- you knocked on the hull a couple times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I uh,
0: <laughs> bent their their directional microphone back at them, and
1: there you go. <laughs> they were yeah, really big. And the 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 captain of the the main pirate guy, he referred to it as a microphone. Turned the mic on. It's like no, it's a speaker. Jeez. You know. Now
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna admit something fully and freely. What? is I wrote hydrophone in my notes. Uh, and I I double-checked that just before we went live mm-hmm. and, found, and realized, oh, no, hydrophone only is a microphone underwater. I could not find a terminology for an underwater speaker except for, get this, underwater speaker. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. <laughs> I kind of assumed assume like,
1: that... Hydrophone, or something. I, I kind of assumed that hydrophone was a... Uh, a two-way device. I
0: always thought that too because I was thinking hydrophone like is an h- water telephone, telephone yeah, exactly. not water microphone which is apparently what it actually Really? means.
1: Ah, huh, I thought and it was I, a way to talk to and listen to people while they're underwater. I, I did
0: not I did not hmm. dig super deep into that but uh that was the thing came up was like oh a hydrophone is an underwater microphone like oh. Well. But then, on the other hand, maybe at you, you and I think that because we watched a bunch of television when we were kids, where they try to convince you of things such as you can have TV signal underwater and have telephone communication. Right? I mean, it, it could just simply be a convenience of writers in that age where they put out the hydrophone. Oh, okay, we'll talk to each other. <laughs> so
1: yeah. it,
0: it, it could simply be they, the writers, made the same mistake we did or I did. I often you, but yeah, it's like oh, hydrophone must be oh. telephone. Okay,
1: some piezoelectric transducers can also serve as sound projectors. So huh. yeah, it could be a a two way device. Two way. Oh, all right, cool. I think the only thing I really knew about them is that they were mentioned in the book The Abyss. Background. Uh, well, I get all my ago. scientific
0: technical accuracy about underwater stuff from the from The Abyss. Of course, uh, don't we all? <laughs> 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 that was. Six hours in a the movie theater of my life—I'll never
1: get back. Yeah, I um, like that film. It was—I <laughs> watched it once. It looked nice.
0: I watched the book was once. better.
1: Book was definitely better. Yeah. Well, anyways, that wouldn't surprise me. Books but we aren't talking about that. We're talking about Man from Atlantis. That's
0: right. I mean, Jurassic Park was better as a book too.
1: <laughs> yes. And the Man from Atlantis
0: novel, written by Patrick Duffy, mm-hmm. uh, set a few years later uh, when he's—I uh, don't know—I never finished reading it okay did you actually read it (laughs) i i I bought it i have it i own it somewhere and i started to read it and uh yeah it was it was like set 15 years later and he's still working with elizabeth and stuff. so she came
1: back from dc good to know yeah
0: good to know yeah she came back so uh i think fan favorite fan favorite you know between between elizabeth and jenny sorry jenny
1: oh yeah she loses up big time
0: Your one or possibly two appearances because i think she might have been assisting elizabeth in an earlier episode Hmm. in the chem lab or something but i wasn't willing to go back and check (laughs) another thing i was not willing to go back and check all right well man from atlantis done finished finally all these years show my sum up because my recollection and it has been a long time you've you've watched more man from atlantis than i have recently and uh i watched the pilot again uh before we picked up and i watched these two episodes and then i just let my memory come in but my recollection was that the pilot particularly the first pilot was interesting and the second third and fourth pilots (laughs) uh, kind of were 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 Okay, but they were you could tell they were tweaking the format and changing a little bit each time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh and I and still enjoyed them, but then by the time I got to the series they just destroyed it. it. It didn't it just went right, in the, oh, right yeah. in the underwater toilet. Right. Yeah, they
1: they opened the hatches and just washed her sink. <laughs> Boy
0: they did. Boy, they did. So Man from Atlantis, a show I really, when we started this, I was really looking forward to this because I remember it from a, as a kid being, Yeah. oh, I, I wish I had had the chance to watch Man from Atlantis because it was on up against, I think, Planet of the Apes.
1: Oh, wow. Tell it me was, you have those was, on DVD. I do. Oh, jeez. I was <laughs> I kidding. Indeed, no, please, Indeed, no. I do.
0: Indeed, oh, I do. Oh, oh. I have
1: Planet of the Apes, oh, the TV my. series. I don't oh, yeah. remember. I, okay, I I take the back. I They're do remember some of them. <laughs> yeah. I, I had uh, a record of one of the episodes. You know, the audio version for little kids. Oh yes. I had one or two of those, and oh my. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like I, the animated I... series better.
0: Yes, the animated series was was actually uh, interesting not anyway. that bad. Yeah, once it, you, was, it was definitely sort of...
1: Once uh, you got past Fred Flintstone being the main voice actor, <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. It's like, I didn't know if Flintstone was a monkey. Oh. <laughs> Gorilla, sorry. Gorilla, yes. Oh, boy. I know. He'll
0: oh. pound you into the ground for that mistake. I'll tell ya. Yep. Right. Well, John, thank you for helping me finish <laughs> off
1: Man from Atlantis. Wrapping this fish up in yesterday's newspaper and sending it out to the The consumers, you betcha. No problem.
0: (laughs) Next time we'll be picking up with our coverage of the Planet of the Apes TV series. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Or or we might have something else in mind. Uh, I don't know. But listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, I do hope you will join us all again next time on Fusion Patrol. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. There are over 500 previous episodes available at FusionPatrol.com. Come join the conversation on Twitter, our website, or Facebook. Find out how you can become a supporter at Patreon.com fusionpatrol Supporters get early access to all regular episodes, bonus episodes, and more. There's even an optional podcast series where we're looking at the classic TV series, Babylon 5. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf. This has been a Lone Locust production. On the next episode of Fusion Patrol, we'll be looking at the Bugs episode entitled Stealth. Come join the conversation.